Hello, my name is Austin Sagal, and welcome to Faith Factor. And today we'll be covering Acts chapter 4. In the first verse, And as they spake unto the people, the priest, and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. <coughs> and they laid hands on them, and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide, howbeit, Many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, and Ananias the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred, of the high priest were gathered together in Jerusalem and when they had set them in the midst they asked by what power or by what name have you done this then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And this is the important verse that I want to kind of emphasize on. The twelfth verse of Acts chapter 4. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Make no mistake. There is no other name by which men or women alike must be saved. None. So you come to the Father through Jesus or you don't come to the Father. One door, one entrance, there's not another way, and you can't make another way. One way in, one way out. And the next verse says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them, what that they had been with Jesus, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. <clears throat> this is the funny thing, especially in this verse specifically. When you speak the truth, there is nothing that people can stand against you for. Because if you speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and there is no lies, they cannot stand against you because they have to lie to stand against you. The truth will always prevail. The truth will always come out. You can wait. It can be five years, two months, a couple minutes, 20 years, 40, 50 years from now. The truth will come out. You cannot prevent it. You cannot hide it. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, 
they conferred among themselves. And you noticed that when someone wants to speak against you, they kind of kick you to the side and be like, hey, we need to talk. Come back in a minute. Because they don't want you to hear what they're saying against you because they might one day need it again to try to convict you or condemn you that you did something wrong. But they don't want to tell you what it is. They just want to hold it over your head. Saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them and that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. <clears throat> Here comes that element of truth. When you speak the truth, they cannot deny it. They can run from it. They can hide from it. But they cannot deny it. It's like a light. The light will always overturn the dark. But the dark cannot overturn the light. Because when the light gets turned up, the darkness fades. <clears throat> but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> but Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak all the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they, can, how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. When you're innocent and you tell the truth, there's nothing that they can use against you. Because they have nothing, no tools, no weapons of any kind. And that's something Christians, as well as anybody, need to learn. When you stand on the truth of God's word, you cannot be moved. God's word is a foundational rock that is unmovable by any natural disaster, natural catastrophe, trauma, death, sickness, any of that. Nothing can move the foundation of God or the foundation of His Word. <clears throat> For the man was above forty years old on whom this miracle of healing was sowed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, Thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? <clears throat> the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. <clears throat> in case you guys have missed it, this is what's happening in this country at this very moment. The kings and the rulers of this country, politicians and billionaires and big companies, they are standing up against the Lord in an attempt to take him out. 
what they don't realize is that's not going to work. Because they think they can silence the body of Christ. They can silence the people who speak truth with lies. There was a quote from Hitler. I'm not condoning Hitler, by the way. But he said, if you lie often enough, long enough, and loud enough, the people will believe it. And unfortunately, this is often true. I hate to admit it. But the country, the politicians, first of all, have been in there for almost five decades. They do not have your best interest at heart. Maybe in the first two or three years they did, but not after that. Their interest is in themselves and what they can gain. They do not care about you, neither do these billion dollar businesses. I mean, some of them do, but most of them do not care about you, and they never have. Walmart, believe it or not, as far as the mask mandate, they do not care about the well-being of the people. As long as they are making their money, they don't care. Mask mandate or not, they only did that because it's in line with government. Big business is in line with big government. That's the reason during this pandemic that big business has not been interfered with. They have not been trampled on. They have not had regulations, but they blindly followed the regulations because they're in the same boat. <clears throat> and that is the truth of why Walmart and Target and Walgreens have not been messed with, as well as Nike and Amazon. They have not been touched because of this. Just thought I'd bring that up. Or of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and great grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the words of God with boldness, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witnesses, witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands and or houses sold them, and brought the prices of things that were sold, and lay them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Jose who by the apostle was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and the country of Cyprus, having land sold it, 
and brought money and laid it at the apostles' feet. <clears throat> that is the funny thing. is There's a lot of parallels in the old times and today that people don't see, either because they don't want to or they don't read the book and they don't know about it. But there are so many parallels. In the old times, the Jews did not want Moses, or no, not Moses, Peter, Paul, Simon, and all the apostles, they did not want them to preach and teach in the name of Jesus because it was the truth and it made them look like fools and they were unlearned. And they were actually glorifying themselves and not God. That is what was happening at that time. And they did not want to be exposed, so they threatened them that they should not preach and teach on Jesus' name. However, every time they got threatened, not only did they not quit preaching and teaching in his name, but they got bolder in their preaching and teaching, and they did not cease. They kept going. They kept praying and teaching and healing people and blessing people in the land according to the will of God. So they never ceased, no matter how much they were threatened, no matter how much they were imprisoned. Their life was taken from them. Their life will probably... I mean, they gained a lot through Jesus, but their physical life on this earth, the short time that they're here, was a living hell, for, for lack of better words, because they were constantly beaten, threatened, and eventually killed. <clears throat> the thing that I don't understand is people believe that they would lie about Jesus to get power. Well, in order to lie to do something like that, you have to have motivation. Let's see. You have a few motivations in this time and most times. Sex, money, or power. Let's see. They did not get any women. They did not get any power. In fact, they lost the power they had because there were some of them that were in high seats of authority. They lost their power and they didn't have any money. They were poor. They relied on people's money that they would, the people they would convert. They would give the money to the church. <coughs> no, but because the Christians should get this in their head, myself included. We should not expect to be healthy and wealthy because the disciples and Jesus were not healthy and wealthy. Why should we get better than the Messiah himself and the 12 disciples of Jesus? We do not get to be better than them. That's just the truth. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. Well, not for long anyway. Okay, so the next thing is I want to go to Exodus 14. Just give me a second. I'm flipping. <coughs> Okay, Exodus 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and enter before 
Firoth between Migdal and the Sea over against Balzifon. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land, and the wilderness has shut them in. Because, you know, that's the thing about this time that we're living in. This scripture, this chapter right here in Exodus, even though it was written nearly 5,000 years ago, I would guess. I'm guessing I don't know exactly. But this was written quite a long time ago. There are still descriptions and parallels that fit even to this day. And we continue with verse 4. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they do so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants were turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside Beharoth before and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us? To carry us forth out of Egypt. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt? Saying, let us alone that we may, been, we may serve the Egyptians. For had it been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. <clears throat> Make no mistake. People in this time are like the children of Israel. They believe that whatever the left or the enemy has to provide for them is better than the freedom and the grace and the mercies that the Lord can provide. And unfortunately, they began to concede, as do Christians nowadays. President Trump will win the election because once God has said this will happen, it will happen according to his will. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. <clears throat> and Moses said unto the people, 
Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord for which we will show to you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. <clears throat> the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord shall, and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground, through the midst of the sea. Okay, so in order for that to work, dry ground amidst the sea. In order for there to be dry ground under the Red Sea, where they were walking, means that God had a plan. He had a way. He had a trap. Everything was planned out. He knew exactly what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and how it was going to happen. That is why he was not worried about when stuff would happen. Because he had already walked before all of them and made the way and cleared the way for them so that they could get freed from Egypt. And Christians sometimes forget this too. <clears throat> if it's on God's timetable, you can't stop it. If it's not, you can't force it. Anyway. <clears throat> and I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon the Pharaoh, and upon all his host, and upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. <clears throat> and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten my... May honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. So that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto, their, unto them on their right hand and their left hand. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watched the Lord look unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of the fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. <clears throat> and took off their chariot wheels and they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians and the Lord said unto Moses stretch out thine hand over the sea and that the waters may again come again upon the Egyptians upon the chariots and upon their horsemen 
And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. <clears throat> and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of the Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left hand. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. <clears throat> as a, as a prophet, prophetic word that I have heard from a prophet of God, in Exodus 14, verse 30 and 31, I don't remember which one exactly, but it said, that great work, not the great work, that great work. That is a very specific time on God's timetable. That means it was destined to happen because God knew knows time from beginning to end, in the beginning, and vice versa. So do not be worried. Do not fear. You just have to continue to pray as I do. And trust in the Lord that he will do as he promised and just continue to pray and if something of God that he says he tells you to do it do it it will turn out in your best interest Biden will not be president Trump will serve another term the corruption and all the stuff in Washington will be exposed and there will be the year 2021 will be the greatest revival in the history of all time. I thank you for tuning in to this edition of Faith Factor. And I appreciate all of you who listen to this podcast. And I just pray that you will get something from this. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that the people listening to this podcast whether they believe or they don't, that they will get some form of hope from this and that they will be encouraged and their spirit of fear will be cast away from them in the name of Jesus. And I just pray that everything happens according to your will. Not our will be done, but your will will be done in this earth because you are sick of the corruption and we all thank you for it in this great land called America, because this is one nation under God. It has been, it is, and it always will be. And we praise you and thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.